This is the tenth voice. Kansas City's LGBTQ Plus Radio Magazine. The tenth voice, because we refuse to be silent. Good afternoon, KKFI listeners, and welcome to this week's edition of The Tenth Voice. Uh, I am one of your hosts today, Rachel, and your board operator, joining us via Zoom, all very cozy in one little square on Zoom, are Una and Fiona Nowling. Hi, ladies. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining us today. Y'all look very cozy there on the couch. And nice and sunny. I forgot to get my didn't wash my hair hat, but our <laughs> listeners can't see that, so I'm I'm good. Oh, so I should get rid of the live stream. I should shut the live stream down to Facebook, I guess. Uh, we're not live streaming. We're just live here on the air at the KKFI studios. And this is a very special edition of the Tenth Voice, as it is a fifth Saturday. Um, one of the few during the year, we have a very special guest host, Miss Starla Carr. Hi, Starla. Hello, hello. I am so excited to join you today. Thank you for being here. Hello. <laughs> we, we first had Starla on our uh, companion show that we work on, Every Woman, back on December 12th, yes. when we reviewed a book that she wrote, her seventh book, actually, uh, titled She Knows Angel, which was a dark LGBTQIA plus thriller. And uh, while we were talking to Star, we found out she was a past or former host of the Tenth Voice, and uh, we were really impressed with everything that she's done and just her in general. And thought uh, it would be really great to see if she wanted to try uh, coming back and uh, you know sharing some of her experience, sharing her talent, sharing her voice with us here on the show. It's, it's, thank you so much. You're so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> I appreciate those words. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of things, many, many things. I guess you could call me a Renaissance woman. So uh, I appreciate that so much. And today I am extra thrilled because I have my good, 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 good friend, spiritual stud, a.k.a. Stephanie Hardaway, here joining me on this uh, beautiful day as we talk about some things that affect our community. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, today, I realize that uh, we have now survived the pandemic. So, um, and it's been challenging. It's been extremely difficult. And um, as we celebrate Pride, one thing that I wanted to pull out to talk about today is healing with art. Because um, our community, and yes, I am slightly biased because I am black and I am lesbian, um, but I feel like we are the most creative people on the earth, the rainbow community. <laughs> like we, if it wasn't for fashion, honey, I mean, I mean, seriously, cooking, food, dance, art, like every level of art that there is, we're immersed in it. And not only is that just really beautiful thing to me, but it's also that we can use art to heal. And as we've come through this pandemic and we've suffered so many things and so many people have lost lives and their health and income, I mean, the list goes on and on of things that have been challenging. But as a part of our uh, fabulous rainbow community, we always have extra challenges, right? 
So um, with those extra challenges, I think we need extra ways to make a difference and extra ways to heal. Um, And I I like to focus on my art. It is very healing and therapeutic for me. And I'm going to ask a spiritual stud, like, what does the community healing mean to you? What does being a member of this LGBT fabulousness community and healing mean to you? Well, being a member of the community, first of all, there are many challenges. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that came to the forefront with the um, COVID, Mm -hmm. right? And us being more like hands-on creative, Mm -hmm. it can be difficult if you don't have a way to express yourself. Right. If you don't have that outlet, then all the other things seem to be compounded. Mm -hmm. So for me... um, I worked all the way through it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the one of the people that had that get off work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would have to do it after work. So it was more, I guess you would say, a lot more work for me. But that creativity, that outlet helped me with the work because it seemed that there were a lot of people off my job. Mm. So it was pound, you know, compounded on with the few that were left. We did double work, so it was stressful. Then you have people calling in, fussing about the mask. Mm-hmm. So those those kinds of things, it made me realize how important that creative part of me was. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you take for granted the things that just come natural to you. Right. Writing comes natural to me. Um, music comes natural to me. So for me, it was more important, and it, it really kind of pinpointed what I'm good at, what I want to do, and how that helps me get through my day. Mm-hmm. Meditation every day, every morning, helps me get through my day. Um, but in doing that, visualization, a lot of those kinds of things. So, you know, me, I'm more on a spiritual bent. Mm-hmm. So that helped me as well as then doing the writing. Because once I was clear, I was able to write. And mm-hmm. that helped me a lot. Wow. Outlet is such a great word. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) That's why you're my friend. Because you come up with things when I can't think of things. Um, Outlet is exactly what I think I know I needed. I don't even think. I know I needed that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was affected in the fact that I wasn't working. Yeah. So I had lots of time. And after the first week of freaking out, Mm -hmm. like, what am I going to do? And then um, baking absolutely everything in my home. Um, Then I was like, okay, let's refocus. Let's figure out what I can do. And um, for those listeners who have no clue who I am, Uh I am a writer, a poet, a spoken word artist. Um, And so I I went back to that because Mm -hmm. that's where my happy place is. That's my outlet. Um, The poetry for me is so therapeutic. Like, I've always been a writer. Since a child, I was always scribbling and writing on something. Um, But the poetry is a way to channel my frustration, my joy, my anger. Um, And as a black lesbian, I have a lot of all of that. (laughs) So um, the poetry allows me to filter my feelings through words. And, And it's a release. Yeah. It is a huge release to be able to express myself in a way that doesn't you know the one thing that i love about poetry is that i don't have to follow certain rules (laughs) 
I like breaking rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, she knows me. She's like, yes, she does. Um, yeah, so to break all the rules, and it doesn't have to rhyme. I love streaming conscious poetry where you right. just write what's on your mind. Um, and then I like, you know, to use other, think of other things outside of the box mm. to describe how I'm feeling. But at the end of the process, when I finished a poem, I'm like, <sighs> like yeah, it is such a, it's a exactly it's a breath it's mm-hmm. a breath of air um, it's getting it out I realized that during this whole time the whole George Floyd incident mm-hmm. really affected me <laughs> and I spent you know a day in tears mm-hmm. and then a day screaming and then I was like okay now what do I do what do I do and of yeah. course the poetry is what I focused on mm-hmm. because I had to get that out somehow so, um, as, as we talk about art and therapy, I want to also talk about you and how your writing has evolved. Because, see, I know something about you. Not only are you a super creative person, mm. but your writing, I believe, has evolved Wow. during this pandemic and this mm-hmm. time and so you know we we're both authors and so we talk about our books to each other all the time right and i saw that you know as you were processing through things mm-hmm. that it kind of leveled up your writing would yeah. you you have to agree with me right i do <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i have to agree with you but um you you know you are correct in that um having time and space Mm-hmm. to think about my characters has really helped me and actually I took a break from one of the books you know mm-hmm. the book that I was writing and I, when I thought about adding something I was like hey let's do this and then I thought about it and I was like okay so what are you going to do mm-hmm. how are you going to make this work mm-hmm. and for me um, looking at them I actually started to they started to take on their own lives. Mm. And as that happened, I, I found myself, like I tell you, my process is talking to myself. Right. So people might think I'm crazy. I don't do it in front of hope. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> my wife might walk in on me. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's, it's what I do. Mm-hmm. And in that way, they kind of take on their own lives. Mm. And then I get to feel what they're feeling. Yeah. And in doing that, I'm able to help the reader feel what they're feeling at that time. I don't think about I want to make them feel this way. Mm-hmm. I just it just happens. And I think that it it kind of did it on its own. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but I do know that I got into my spirituality mm-hmm. a lot more. And I really had to get rid of some baggage. That's a whole nother show. Right. But but that's what happened. Yes. That was mm-hmm. I think that was the opening that I needed mm-hmm. in order to make my characters shine. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that word. Yeah. Because I couldn't think of it. We help each other. Yeah. We're friends. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that talks to herself. Yes. <laughs> right. I do it all the time, especially in the shower. Yes. <laughs> Work through ideas. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad to have sounding boards of other people because if I talk, I do talk to myself, but the answers are not that great. So (laughs) it's better to talk to other people. (laughs) Sometimes I have to seek an expert who knows Mm. more than your brain does. Absolutely. (laughs) That's so true. Um, It's interesting that you said that because as I've been working on, um, when I wrote uh, Sapphic Island, Mm -hmm. so Sapphic Island basically is about a character 
um, a black lesbian, surprise, surprise, <laughs> who uh, is on a journey. You know, it, it, it's she's on a journey to find love, healing. It's got some really delicious drama in there. Right. But as you said, the characters really started to pop and come alive the mm-hmm. more engrossed I got into the artistic process. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recommend my process for anybody because it's super weird. Um, but lately, what I've done is listen to music that I think my characters would listen to. Uh. Um, I've been working on um, Sapphic Island Part 2 because mm-hmm. this is a series. And um, some of the characters, as I'm writing about them, I'm having difficulty really digging into the root of them because they're younger than me. And um, but I've been listening to you know young people music, right. and it's really opened up a whole new lane for me to write through, yeah. um, which is super interesting. But the the bottom line for me is that. I needed this so bad. I needed the writing. I needed the art. I needed to immerse myself. Obviously, art creates art. Right. Because when I'm around you or other creative people, it just sparks off these wonderful little imaginative things that I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter to me if it's dance or um, my partner is actually a painter. She's a wonderful painter. Mm-hmm. And I look at her pieces and I'm inspired. But I think we can all gain something within the community um, that is especially unique to us about art and how it is therapeutic and how whether you're a consumer of art Mm -hmm. or whether you are um, giving art out, I feel like it's vitally important now more than ever that we have survived this time together that um, we focus in on art as a healing component to our lives. So we will be back shortly. We're coming up on a break. But I thank you for listening, and I can't wait to come back and tell you more about what we're doing. Hello, and we are back. That was wonderfully quick. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) They knew we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. I am your guest host today, Starla Carr, and I've got my friend here with me, um, Spiritual Stud, a.k.a. Stephanie Hardaway, and we're discussing art therapy. Um, My next question for you, my good friend, is um, what is your future look like artistically? Because, I mean, you... Um, are a drummer. You've inspired me because I'm a horrible drummer and I don't mind telling anybody that. Um, Yeah, I just bang on stuff and then hopefully I catch a beat every once in a while. But I mean, you have musical talent, um, you have writing ability, I mean, you're like a spiritual coach. I know you keep me calm many times, so like futuristically, where do you see the future of art for within our beautiful rainbow community? Ooh, that's big. I know, right? Sorry. Where do I see it for the whole community? Or for, what are you? What are you contributing? Let, let's make it simplify. What are you going to contribute with um, your fabulousness? With my fabulousness. Um, well, you know, I think about actually the books that I'm writing, mm-hmm. but they're taking on more of a spiritual mm-hmm. side. Um, I've never thought of myself as a fictional writer Uh until the one book that I told you about came to life. Mm. And then I started, well, I slid down into that rabbit hole with you. (laughs) So now I I write a little fiction, but um, the way I see, as far as me, I'm that person that wants the rainbow community to understand who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I will use whatever gifts I have to help that 
come. And you know, I do that every day. Well, not every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> with what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, also with the books that I've written, they will, I uh, think, be uplifting. That is my hope, mm-hmm. that I can uplift the community, those that want to read those books, mm-hmm. that um, are looking for something more. Mm-hmm. I hope that that will help them. Uh, it has helped me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I have to go through it before I can write about it. Right. So I used to hear that all the time, you know, it's not just for you, it's for me. Mm-hmm. Well, now I understand what why they were saying that because you do have to experience it mm-hmm. before you can put it out there. Right. So for me, not only the fiction, because I hope that takes them to a different place in their mind, get them away from something, mm-hmm. but also the spiritual things that I write, hope that uplifts them, help them feel, you know, understand that they're whole people, not right. just a half of a person, right. not just what someone else says about them. So for our community, that's important to yes. me, is that we understand that we are whole people we deserve love we deserve to be loved we deserve to be able to love preach preacher and there is nothing that anyone else can say stop you know to stop us from doing that that's right so that that's me mm. in, a, in a nutshell so, <laughs> so good it's so good i love it too um if the future for me and is just to get weirder every day <laughs> I, I plan on just one day i don't know becoming a marvel character <laughs> Um, my goal in my writing is to go places that no black lesbian has ever gone before. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. literally, because when I wrote um, She Knows Angel, mm-hmm. and it is a dark horror. Mm-hmm. And in the, my mind, you know, I have these thoughts that are like, ooh, that's too far. Ooh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> but then my artistic side says, honey, fly free. Just, just do it. Yeah. And... I'm listening more to that voice more and more. And I think the pandemic did that for me because like most people, um, you had time. Mm -hmm. You had time to actually listen to that inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me remove a lot of judgment that I gave myself and be able to be a better artist because of it. Because Mm -hmm. now I'm like, yeah, it's getting weird and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, Like I said, in my... Poetry writing, I'm getting back to the heart of me. Mm-hmm. I've always considered myself a poet more than anything else. Um, and I do a lot of things, but poet is definitely at the top of my list. Um, but even in my fictional writing, um, I've started to remove the fear of what people will think because I am a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. But when you're writing poetry or fiction, or I think in any style of art, You really have to push yourself sometimes, especially those in the community, because we do fear. Well, my fear is, will it sell? Like, will anybody buy what I put out? Or my fear is also, like, what are the Christians going to (laughs) say? I've worked on removing that fear years ago. But there's still a little component in the back of my head is like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, somebody's um, black Christian auntie may pick up this (laughs) book and... You know, they're going to have words for me. It was mine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know, so, but the more that I push past that fear, there is that healing component. There is that freedom that is like, you know what, girl, you were put on this earth to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And what good is your art if, one, you don't share it, Mm -hmm. but, two, you don't go there. You don't push the boundaries. I've never known a beautiful, wonderful artist that was safe. Right. 
right? Like right. we don't, we don't. Those people don't exist. We don't know about them, you know, because they didn't push the boundaries. Right. So um, it's been a very interesting to me to um, spend this time going through this artistic process and finding new innovative ways to bring light mm -hmm. to things that happen to me. Mm -hmm. um, my characters are very rainbow-esque. Yes, they are. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to bring in more. Like, at some point I have to stop and go, you know what, there's too many people in this book. <laughs> um, but until then, I'm gonna try to rep the community and, and get as weird as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, um, sorry, but no, you, yeah. you brought up a really good point about um, about the art and about doing things. Mm -hmm. One of the things I know, know that I learned during the pandemic was it was important just to do something, mm -hmm. even if it's mm -hmm. a little thing. Mm -hmm. I, I got hung up early on about doing like the greatest thing. It's like, yes. I'm gonna do this thing and it's gonna be amazing because I have all this time on my hands yes. and I have, I have everything going for me. And then that becomes a roadblock to even mm. starting. And so yeah. I think it's important to just, you know, do a thing and then do that thing well. Yes. Right. Even if it's a small thing, even if it's a tiny little four line poem or something. Yes. Doing that one little thing can help so much. And once you've done it, it opens the door up for mm. you to do other things too. So that was a really good point. Oh, I love that. Thank <laughs> you so much. I once went to a, um, a poetry reading right here in Kansas City down on the Vine. And uh, I, I'm sorry, but I can't remember this gentleman's name. But um, I wasn't even supposed to be there because it was for kids. But <laughs> it's, like, it's poetry. I'm there. Um, and he said something so profound, and it stuck with me for over 20 years. He said, if you really are passionate about something in the arts, no matter what it is, um, if you are truly passionate about it, somebody will pay you for it. Hmm. And that stuck with me for years because I was like, really? You know, because I'm creative about a lot of things, but he was a well-known poet and he was talking about how you have to do that digging in that you talked about. Mm -hmm. You have to get past um, a few obstacles. But yes, there's a big picture at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And um, it is those little steps along the way that get us there. And um, this, this year has just been, you know, amazing for me creatively. So, um, one more question for my good friend here. So, um, is there any influential person or art that you're into right now? Ooh. Um, Starlight, Starlight comes with the hard questions. I know. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Um, the only, really, because I hate to keep going here, but the person that I've really been digging into um, is not an artist. Well, you know, not typical mm -hmm. artist. And, and that's um, Iyanla. That. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because um, it's just, she's leaving, you know, this is her last season. And mm -hmm. so I've really been listening to what she's saying, what she has said. I was a big reader of her books anyway. But the things that she, how she treats those people that mm -hmm. come to her, mm -hmm. it really helps me in what I want to develop mm -hmm. going forward in my life. And so I look at her and I was like, yeah, you know, you have to treat them one way. You have to treat them with love, but you also have to let them know you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so that's been the thing. I've been doing the work. That's what the pandemic did for me. It's helped me to do the work. Mm. So she has been like the greatest influence on me right now. 
as far as relaxation is where I go to YouTube and watch, you know, <laughs> go down the rabbit holes mm. and little dogs talking. I love talking. rabbit hole. Mm. I love it. Yes. On TikTok. You yes. know, that's my thing. <laughs> I love dogs that talk to, you know, mommy, mommy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. Oh, they're cute. That, that has been the thing that gets me back on track. Mm-hmm. If I get lost in the marshes, mm-hmm. which I call them the marshes, I can go to TikTok and look at that. But, you know, you sent me down a rabbit hole as well with, the, with the twins. Oh, the twins. The twins, yes. The twins. And I, I just, I, I, I lost it because I've been everywhere they've been. Mm-hmm. I was like, even looking at little interviews that they've done. Mm-hmm. So they've been kind of inspirational to me as well because, you know, you are at the top of your game. Yes, and yet, are. And yet, you still can see somebody coming up better mm-hmm. and not feel any kind of threat. Right. And I think that's something we all need to learn. Mm-hmm. You're good. You may be great, but there's always somebody coming, and it's not a threat because you're still doing what you do, exactly. and you're very good at it. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. Get very good at what you, just like Rachel said, mm-hmm. very good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, there's not a threat to what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, I love Lay Twins. If you don't know, the <laughs> twins are a pair of French identical twin dancers. And um, they are absolutely, like, I cry. And I'm, I'm, like, so not emotional. But I watch them dance, and I'm like, oh, they're so beautiful. <laughs> they are so beautiful. Um, one of my influences has been for a long time Miss uh, Crystal Warren, who is right here from Kansas City. I mean, her voice is so buttery deliciousness. <laughs> I can't get enough. And when I am in a any mood, um, listening to her always calms my soul um just just listening to her is amazing um and, but you know i'm i'm kind of squirrel on a lot of things <laughs> happily squirreled on a lot of things and i love rabbit holes but um yeah lately it's been music for me music therapy has been really healing um especially for calming me my poor partner sometimes she's just like listen to this calm down <laughs> Yes, honey. <laughs> so I can relate to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. She knows me so well. Uh, I kind of want to read something for you, if you don't mind. I hope Please you don't do. mind. Uh, I have uh, three books of poetry, so this one um, is from Screaming at the World. But it's a short poem called Androgyny. Queer women are Vegas sunsets. Threatening the horizon with their androgyny. Bursting shadows of patriarchy, exploding with shades of crimson and gold. Daring you to come closer to midnight and never losing the light of day. Just a little short piece. Nice. <laughs> nice. Want to snap? Yeah, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> Um, this next poem is called At the Gay Bar. This one is so fun for me because I spent a lot of time around Kansas City gay bars. <laughs> a lot. Uh, and um, I actually was a drag performer, drag yeah. king performer. Yes. What, what was your name? Uh, usually I went by MT. The funny thing is, after I did male drag for probably a few years, I kind of got bored with it and I decided to come up with a brand new character, um, Riri. 
Yes. And to this day, I can be in a gas station in Kansas City and people will be, Riri! And they'll just start busting out laughing. Because Riri was ridiculous. She was. Um, very comedic. But yeah, I, I had so much fun in the gay bars. And so this one is really my homage, if you will, to the gay bar. Shoulders heavy. Dripping dark molasses, bodies swaying slowly in quick lights. Ones that blink bright in the eyes of stubble-faced handsome men who simply prefer their beer and frosted glasses. Shake it for me, baby. <laughs> Bounce on that beat that makes me swirl around and take notice. We were once queens who drank fermented wine, but tonight... We are snapping our sweaty fingers, and we're snapping back at the fact that gay and black don't crack, but it leaks. Masculine women with hints of womanhood, holding their beers close and bounce boldly to shouts of, hey, when we sway. <laughs> Beaten up scuff marks decorate the dance floor, battle scarred like the patrons who drink liquor with umbrellas. Giggles bust out in chants of, hey, when we sway. Surrendering to an average night in any backwoods city. Get on down, baby, do your dance. Freshly painted queens come to release their inhibitions and tell the rainbow, and the rainbow always listens. We dance, we sweat, and we sway to collective chants of, Hey, as we sway. <laughs> Man, I almost jumped in there on that. <laughs> you should have. That the wind up. Hey. Oh, my goodness. We had so much fun in the bars. So much fun in the bars. Um, shout out to a bunch of people. Man, the, the entertainment community in Kansas City was so lit. Like um, the kings of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I can't not shout them out because that was my start. Um, and talk about creative outlet and artistry. The artistry of drag has just blown up. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, somebody who shall remain nameless, but y'all know who it is, I'm going to need them to come out with a uh, TV show for Drag Kings because there's many shows that highlight the queens. And yes, yes honey, I'm all here for that, yes. yes. Um, because <laughs> they are beautiful, they're fabulous, and I will watch every single show. Mm -hmm. But um, there's kings all over you yeah. know a drag kings who are representing i mean i can't tell you how many times i almost passed out in a back room because i tried <laughs> binding everything down and you know that was way before they had all this fun gear that you can purchase you know we were buying up stock in saran wrap and oh, doing terrible things to ourselves in order to perform so you know, I, I just, I love the community so much, and shout out to all of those who are still doing their thing and mm. representing the drag culture, because um, that's another thing of artistry that has really um, embraced, you know, everybody, yeah. you know, and I'm so glad now to see that there are um, other diversions off of drag. Mm. Um, back in the day, you know, we had a drag, you were king or queen and now we have the bio queens and we have like all these other categories which are absolutely fabulous to me because um we always need more we always need more artists 
Yay. Yay. Yeah, that, that, that community has always been very open and receptive, especially especially to trans people in mm-hmm. general. A lot of times that's, especially drag queens, that's some of the first times that some like trans women can actually express themselves. Like, right. you know, if they're restricted in their daily life or whatever, they can get up on stage and strut it for a weekend. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's that's so helpful. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, great self-help. Yeah, most of, um, not most, but several of the performers that I performed with the Drag Kings um, um, were trans men. And, you know, it was. It was a very much a stepping stone for them to get to the next place in their life. So, um, all, uh, next, 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 next. So, spiritual stuff. Uh. Um, in your writings, in your musings, in your thoughts, mm. um, I know that your book... I would like for you to just kind of tap in on the character Jai. Okay. Um, she wrote this absolutely fabulous book called The Roundup, and I know is working on another book, but mm-hmm. the character Jai, mm-hmm. what does Jai mean to you? Like, who is Jai to you? Jai is me. <laughs> <laughs> Jai is, um, she's a version of me. Mm-hmm. She's really a little bit... Um, she might be a little bit stronger than I say I was at her age because mm-hmm. she's younger. Um, but she is somebody that kind of knows. She thinks she knows what she wants. She goes into the world like she knows what she wants. But as we traverse down the road with her, she will find out she don't know what she wants. <laughs> and and that's how it is in real life, right? Mm-hmm. You you think you know you you take all these journeys down the road that you think you're going to and you get there and that's not what you want Mm. and so been there yeah but she (laughs) has a background that is really coming forth in my second book Mm -hmm. um no one really knows what she's gone through or in the roundup it's not really explained Mm -hmm. she's just introduced a lot of action Mm. in that first book Mm -hmm. in the second book there's more of a, a detailed kind of breakout for so people can understand mm-hmm. who she is. Um, but Jai is a little stud. Mm. She's um, She has an eye for beauty. Mm. She has a particular kind of woman that she's attracted to. Mm-hmm. And she's um, really kind of going through some things right now. Well, I'm stuck on the second book. <laughs> Get back to the first book. Because okay. <laughs> that's where I'm writing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. where my head is. But in the first book, um, she's just this dude that she's like this dude that um, she has booty calls all over the place. Excuse me. Jive. Jive. <laughs> she just She just does not, you know, she's not attached to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still trying to figure herself out. Mm. Again, she thinks she knows. And, and I think she's the typical little stud think they know what they want they see your beauty and that's what they they're running after they're running after the money the bag they want to get the bag they want to get the pretty girl Mm -hmm. and they want think they want to settle down Mm -hmm. um and that's where she is in the first book Mm -hmm. right before she's drawn into being a a kind of a hero Mm. i love jai as a character (laughs) (laughs) i really do um my book on sapphic island and keep in mind sapphic island is the story of Jadara Carter, we call her Jada. Um, Jada is real problematic for me. Jada is not me. Um, she may be, there <laughs> may be parts of Jada in me, 
But that character is so problematic because she's one of those people who says one thing and then does the complete opposite. And it challenges me to write about her because I'm not like that. Right. Um, but she's super interesting because she does that. <laughs> Um, but we all know people in our life who are sometimes like that. And I think her sexuality is absolutely solid. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fighting her parents um, who have a Christian background, her mother especially. And um, it's, it, her journey is really interesting to me. And it's funny because when I did testing for Sapphic Island, everybody loved um, one of her love interests, a bee. Right, right. <laughs> B is like a victim of Jada's. And I think people were like, oh, poor B, poor B. So um, what I decided to do, and I've been working on for months now, is work on B's story. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody loved that character. And I think it's super fun for me to try to write in the voice of like a 20-year-old young black lesbian because it's been so long exactly (laughs) it's been so long I'm like and then even the language is real problematic for me Mm -hmm. and so I hear myself like saying oh she came with the drip and I'm like you know in my day drip you know post nasal drip what are we talking about (laughs) you know the bling the ice the you know all the the bag exactly (laughs) all these you know hip hop terms that I'm really struggling with, um, but it's super fun. It's super fun to write up these characters, and I have included some bits and pieces of other lesbians and trans people and allies that I know right here in Kansas City mm-hmm. that are a big part of my writing because um, they they have all influenced me, and I want to make sure that their voices shine too. You know. And their stories shine too, but it has just been like super, super fun. Um, I'm getting more back to the fun of writing because at one point it wasn't so fun because, like I said, during the pandemic things felt heavy, mm-hmm. and so my poetry was like really dark. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen some that was dark before the pandemic. So yeah, the, uh, true that. So. I've got a question for either or both of you. Sure. I'm really curious about your creative process. I know a mm. lot of folks, you know, think they have a book in them, they have stuff they want to say. How how do you start? Do you just start writing? Do you have an outline in your head? Do you get inspired by something? How how does that work for y'all? You want to go first? Um, I do not believe in outlines because mm-hmm. I will not follow it. Right. <laughs> um, basically what happens is I just start writing there's an idea that comes in my head I will write it down and eventually I will go back to it Um, I do a lot of things in between Mm -hmm. if I you know if I listen to some sort of music sometimes it'll snap something and I'll go back Mm -hmm. and I'll write it but you have to have a dedicated book yeah for your ideas Mm -hmm. because if you See, I, I used to just write down stuff, and I have like 500 books all over now. Right. <laughs> and I went Same. in the basement and found one, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I wrote this in college. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I, I have to have a dedicated book so that when the idea comes, I'll write it down. And, and then I dedicate a time. And I'll sit down, and I'll put my headphones on, because I have a five-year-old. Put my headphones <laughs> on, music going. And I will go, mm-hmm. and I will say, okay, I'm gonna just let her go, right. and, and that character will just talk to me, mm-hmm. and and I think you can't be afraid of it, yeah, because I think 
most people sit down and look at the blank computer screen and and freak out. Yeah. What do I What do I do? What do mm-hmm. I do? Just go. Mm-hmm. Just go. That's that's me. Yeah, absolutely. I. Um, I'm like you. I have little collections of writings that are just filling up my office. It's ridiculous. I'll write on anything. I mean, anything. I'll write on a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever's nearby. Um, Yeah, so I'm kind of like you. I kind of jump in. Um, I I am constantly inspired. Mm. I might have ADHD. I don't know. I'm constantly inspired by everything. I can have my TV on. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to the news. I will have music playing in the background. My dog is like bugging me because she's like, you know, making noise and stuff and she wants my attention. And my partner will be sitting across the room from me and every once in a while she'll like, you know, yell like, hey, did you see so-and-so? You know, and in that chaos, I'm Mm -hmm. writing. My laptop is there. And and it's so interesting because in my subconscious outside in the peripheral somewhere I'll hear something Mm -hmm. it could be a piece of a news uh, show it could be a piece of music but these characters like you said they're speaking to me Mm -hmm. and then I hear a word it can be something as simple as one word and I go ooh I love it it's like (laughs) Mufasa I love that word I have to put that in the book and so then I'll type that word and then you know I like streaming consciousness it just flows Mm -hmm. um the editing is ridiculous after that because it's just literally writing whatever verbal stuff just, you know, comes out, whatever I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. But it does get it out. It yeah. gets it out. You have to not, you know, I agree with you, you have to not be afraid of the blank page and you just have to start. Um, my poetry, a lot of times I'm tapping into the my emotional side. And so sometimes I start with poetry with just a list of words mm-hmm. that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like um, it, like I said, during the whole George Floyd thing, I'm writing down, you know, like anger. I'm writing down like frustration, tears, sadness. And then as I've written these words down, then I go back and I start developing, like, what can I say about sadness that doesn't just say sadness? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am sad, full stop. Thank you very much. Like, <laughs> um, I, I keep rhyme zone near me um, because uh, it helps me to develop my thoughts when I get stuck on a word. I can't rhyme if I need to rhyme a poem. But, uh, yeah, I I start with a short list of just what I'm feeling, and I tap into that, and then I try to find the most beautiful and expressive way to say that that I hope somebody else can relate to. That's kind of like my process. I love Um, that. Thank you. No, thank thank you for asking. That was a great question. It's funny you talk about uh, you know like putting on headphones and stuff. And uh, so I'm an artist. I, I'm a lighting and video designer, and so oftentimes I'm working on a video and editing. And I'll have music on, and I'll have like a TV show that I've seen a million times, usually mm-hmm. like Star Trek or something, yeah. all happening because mm-hmm. I need that like chaos yeah. mm-hmm. to do a thing. And my partner, who's a jeweler, needs exactly the opposite. She mm. needs silence. Yeah. And so yeah. we're sort of incompatible when we're both <laughs> in that creative zone. It's like right. there's chaos in Rachel's room and Margaret's room is like quiet, nothing. <laughs> but um, we're coming up on our last break. So mm-hmm. I think we'll take our break and maybe you can share some more poetry. Yes, That absolutely. would be fantastic. Okay, fantastic. We will be right back after this. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Starla. 
car. Here I am at KKFI Studio. So excited to be here. And I've got my good friend, um, Spiritual Stud, a.k.a. Stephanie Hardaway, the fabulous artiste, with me. Um, We're talking about the healing arts for the rainbow community. And um, one thing, I'm going to ask Stephanie here in just a second, but um, I have some advice for those that are within our community. Um, when it comes to healing with creativity. One, I think, um, we were talking about this on the way over here to the show. I think because as as people within a marginalized group, we deal with so much Mm -hmm. that it almost becomes ingrained to our life where we're not closely paying attention to the the pain, the trauma that has happened to us. And I think we just internalize it and just leave it there. Um, And I think that is so unhealthy to just leave it there and let that become the norm. Um, I know as a black woman and as a lesbian, some of the challenges that I face um, has to do with, of course, discrimination. Mm -hmm. Of course, the way I'm treated in a work environment. Um, Of course, the way I'm treated, like literally today, Mm -hmm. I've got on my most fabulous Bells Mm t-shirt that says I am black educated lesbian. I got on my rainbow shoes. (laughs) There's that young people term. I'm dripping, honey. I'm dripping is what they say. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I'm at the car wash and this man is just like ogling me. And and I'm just looking at him like, cat daddy, this is not your day, honey. It's just not. You might want to just turn your eyes the other direction. But, you know, sometimes when we're just being our fabulous selves out mm-hmm. in the community, we receive this, even if it's not spoken. Right. There's a, there's a message behind the looks. Mm-hmm. There's a message behind that. And, and as much as I feel like, oh, I'm above that, sometimes it affects you deeper than others and you internalize that. And that, again, we're circling back around to the healing arts. You have to have a way to creatively express this. Mm-hmm. And I just want my beloved, beloved, the L, the G, the B, the T, the Q, the I, the A, plus community, to understand that, one, um, I, I feel like, like I said, we're going to save the world. We're, mm-hmm. we're the ones who save the world with our art. Um, the famous poet Nikki Giovanni said that we solve problems that nobody else can mm. because we are afraid to go we're not afraid to go there and push envelopes and push buttons and I just want to say to you that whatever artist you are in Kansas City um, one I, I just I'm thankful to you mm. I'm thankful to all artists within our community because you inspire me you inspire me with your love that you pour into the work that you do with um, I know some fabulous um, lesbians who work on paintings and they make uh, jewelry and art. I, I know some people, you know, like I said, still in the drag community who constantly inspire me um, because they're so, cre- you know, to do drag, you have to be so creative. And to do drag on a budget, honey, yes. I mean, I've seen some queens turn a roll of duct tape into a diamond and I'm just like, how? How did you even do this? But the creativity level is amazing to me and it doesn't always mean that you have to have a ton of money right like i think one thing that we fear in the art community is that um you know like you said i'm good enough or i'm not doing enough and it's just like one little step one little step it could be like you said a four-line poem Mm -hmm. that to me is amazing that Mm -hmm. you you did that you created that you did and, and not only that, share more, mm-hmm. share more. But I want to ask you, like, um, what advice do you have for our beloveds out there as far as being artistic and creative at this time? Get started. Yeah. Um, 
whatever it is that you have within you, if you have that creativity, mm -hmm. go for it. Um, there's an energy mm. in the world, and the world is energy. And she goes with that spiritual stuff. <laughs> Yes, spiritual study. I am. I'm sorry, but that's me. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> but um, when you take the energy, like you said, you know, there are people that look at you a certain way. There's energy behind looks. There's energy behind words. Mm -hmm. There's energy. Mm -hmm. But we understand that if you take that energy in, what are you turning it into? Mm -hmm. Are you letting it sit and rot? Right. Or are you going to turn it into something creative? Right. If you are a naturally creative person, Go with what you have. Mm -hmm. Go with what you know. Everybody, you you know, I, I told my daughter this because she's uh, <laughs> she's a kid mm -hmm. that follows. Mm -hmm. But she has her own mind. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, you cannot follow people all the time and get to where you want to go. She's five, but you know. Anyway, amen, amen. I'm an old parent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're going to get old wisdom from <laughs> an old parent. So I tell her, do you and do the best you that you can. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that are better drummers than I am. Does that mean I stop playing? Right. No. Right. That means I keep going. Now with a bum shoulder, it's not happening right now. Not right now. But in the, in the meantime, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. You know, you can. I saw a lady, and I'm going to be through with this. Mm -hmm. I saw a lady <laughs> take blocks. It's a commercial or something. Mm -hmm. Take blocks, get blocks from the hardware store and paint them and made a big old... You know, puzzle like Django, mm, right? Mm -hmm. And they did it in the backyard. That's creativity. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that everybody's a writer. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that everybody's a, a songwriter or a pianist or any of that. Right. Anything that you can do that gets you out of your stuck zone, mm -hmm. that's what you do. Right. If it fulfills you, makes you happy, you can breathe through it. Right. Do it. That That's what I say. I need, you know, Nike had it right. Just do Just it. Just do it. Just do it. I love that. Yes. Um, I'm going to read one more poem. Uh, but I, this has been just absolutely wonderful. I'm just so excited. Oh, I'm trying to calm myself to read just this breathe, one. Breathe. Just, yeah, just breathe. Because <laughs> this is just so exciting to me. Um, yeah, I'm just really super thankful. And I, I super agree with you that we have to just get, get to it. Um, when... Dr. Maya Angelou passed away, I felt a visceral shift in my gut. Hmm. And, you know, she's all patron saint of poems. And I realized, you know what? If I don't write these poems, if I don't do it, who is going to do it? Mm -hmm. And I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, compare myself to her. But as a poet, mm -hmm. I, I have to tell the black lesbian experience. I have to tell what I'm feeling to leave that mark in the world that someday some future person might look back and go, Starla wrote that, you know, about her experience and I can relate. Mm -hmm. And just like with Dr. Maya Angelou, when she did her spoken word and her poetry and her books, I could relate as a black woman to the things that she'd been through. And she left her legacy. And I'm constantly pushing myself and other creatives, like, leave that mark, please. Because um, who else is going to do it? Right. If we don't do it, who else is going to do it? Especially within our community. If you don't leave your mark, there's nobody that is you. Right. You're unique, and your story is unique. So um, this one is called The Fruited Tree. It is a homage 
to Billie Holiday. And if you know the uh, song Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday, this is my homage to her beautiful, beautiful black woman and singer. <sighs> what it is, what it was, what it forever will be. Folks will forget the black bodies bruised and hanging from the fruited tree. What it do, what it does, what it don't know is that blood dripping to the ground is what makes the fruit trees grow. What a life, what a soul, what a tragic event. Them folks cashing in on caskets, that's where the money went. What I see, what I saw, what I heard about the fruit, folks eating up the story but can't digest the truth. What is sad, what is mad, what is the memory of men? Folks who watch the body sway, glad it wasn't them. What a girl, what a boy, what a mama rightly fears. Folks forget the fruited tree and it will still go on for years. What it says, what it speak, what it drops, what it leaks, what it does, what it feels what it cried, what it heals, what it do to see any soul, a visual representation of hatred, black bruised up bodies, dripping blood and naked, what is real, what it takes, what it gives, what it breaks, what I see, what I saw, what I heard about the fruit, folks eating up the story, but can't digest the truth. Wow. Mm. I, God, that line has just got me. It was, <laughs> it was like, wow. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I, I wrote that piece um, for George Floyd. Wow. You know, and for those affected by violence mm. um, within the community, within the black community, within the LGBT community, my thoughts were of my trans brothers and sisters mm -hmm. and the violence that they have endured. And I think it's just so very true is that, um, you know, some, some days are better than others when it comes to equality and how far we've come. And then some days you look at what is happening around us and you go, okay, did we get anywhere? Mm. You know, did we make any progress? Mm -hmm. And Billie Holiday was a musician, you know, we're talking about decades ago. And when she sang Strange Fruit, it just evoked such emotion within me. And to this day, I can hear that song and it just makes me want to tear up because mm -hmm. she's talking about those, those precious bodies, those precious, precious bodies, and um, how we, we've come to a place where we don't value people like we should. Yeah, and uh, so that is that is a very very important and precious poem to me. But yes, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very powerful. I know Una and Fiona were both saying in, in the chat that it hit them very mm. hard as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, well done. Uh, so uh, this has been awesome, and yes. um, so future projects uh, I have. Uh, like I said, I've been working on Sapphic Island. Mm -hmm. um, part two is pretty much done. Um, working on the book for the backstory for mm -hmm. one of my characters uh, love interest if you will <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, you know people keep telling me sex sells well we're about to find out 
Uh, my oh. my readers were like, there's not enough romance. Oh, really? And yeah, that's what they told me. And I was just like, okay, y'all, you asked for it. <laughs> um, so that's been kind of challenging. I have to ask my partner, because she's also a writer, to help me sometimes. Because that, like I said, that little Christian component in the back of my head is like, don't you say that. <laughs> don't you write that. <laughs> and I have to push that out the way. I'm doing it anyway. I like yeah. breaking rules. Um, <laughs> Swat that one off your shoulder. Yeah. Just, <laughs> swat it off of there <laughs> yeah but um, my writing is going extremely well I love 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 being an author and a poet and um, I, I'm so focused now that it is like this is the dream I'm, I'm really yeah. living the dream at this point which is amazing and for you spiritual stud um, I know that we're going to collaborate yeah we've, we've decided right dun, 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 yeah. to collaborate some of our stories <laughs> together which is so fun yeah exactly <laughs> And so um, I'm, I'm just curious to know, like, what what more are you going to give us? Because you're already giving us, like, 150%, but I know you got another 10 in there somewhere. Somewhere. I'm just working on Roller Coaster, which is the, the sequel to Roundup. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we get through with Roller Coaster, we're going to be jumping in with you. Yay! We're all coming to the island. That's where we're going. Everybody's we're welcome. Going Free ticket. Yes. <laughs> well, I have so enjoyed it. Happy Pride to everyone. Yeah. My beloved, my beloved Kansas City and extended family all across anywhere listening. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you for having me again. And I hope to be back. But uh, yeah, this has been super fun. So go create something fabulous today. It's a beautiful day. Let's do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in. And yes, we will definitely have y'all back. Mm-hmm. This was this was a joy. So Yay. thank you very much thank you and thank, thank you spiritual stud for joining us and una and fiona on Thanks. zoom uh you are listening to 90.1 fm kkfi kansas city community radio coming up next is this way out followed by wings and then come right back here at three o'clock and join us for another edition of every woman um, i am rachel and have a fabulous day